0: Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the creative commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show.
1: Kindle and hello
0: world. Hi, world. How's it going? How are you enjoying the winter times? For those of you listening in the winter times, well, it's it's
1: getting cold. That's that's what I gotta say about it. It's getting cold.
0: My toesies are like ten little ice cubes, just waiting to chill your whiskey. (laughs) Don't put your toes in my whiskey. It will chill your whiskey. I mean, I don't are you saying you like drink whiskey. warm whiskey? I don't know, but you're saying <laughs> you want to drink warm whiskey. If you had to drink whiskey and it was chilled whiskey or warm whiskey, what would your choice be?
1: I mean, I guess I'd rather chilled whiskey, but not chilled by toes. If it's the only ice cube
0: around, <laughs> gross. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of a little toe jam killing anybody. Oh. <laughs> oh, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Oh, Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. It's that time of the week again. It's supernatural time. Oh, right, I'm supposed to introduce this stupid show. <laughs> Welcome to Sisters Talk Brothers, which is not a stupid show. It's actually a really great show where two very real and very cold sisters huddle up with their blankets to discuss some boys who probably are also very chilled because yeah. you never really see them in, like, winter coats and gloves and scarves and hats. And we do all of this family style.
1: Family style. Because
0: we're good enough.
1: We are good enough.
0: I like to think so. Or at least B+. plus, <laughs> A-. minus. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hannah. Yes, Kendall. I had a lot of work to do today. And I still have more work to go. And it occurred to me, what if I had died today? What if I had died? And all that business had been left unfinished. Mm -mm -mm. Man, what a sad day. You would have had ghostly Kindle saying, Oh no, who's going to cook for the potluck? Not the potluck! Not the potluck! Why, nay, who's going to bring the casserole of love? (laughs) Can you imagine dead Kindle in your ear going, Casserole of love. (laughs) I would still be very upset. (laughs) That I'm dead or that I'm saying casserole of love in your ear? Both. Both. (laughs) Ah. All right, Hannah, we're going to answer this question, and we're not Mm -hmm. going to be depressing about it, okay? Okay. We're going to be funny about it, uplifting about it, joyful about it. Okay. If you were to die this very instant, just poof, dead, what would your unfinished business be?
1: My unfinished business would be never having traveled the world
0: okay not quite depressing not quite funny but we can still save this
1: so my ghostly form would do my traveling for me like i I, my soul would just be drifting you know through the different countries like i'd be trying to you know sip a cocktail in the bahamas but it would just go straight through me you know Casper like. Okay. I'd, ooh, oh. I would find a castle in Ireland and I would just be like, Woo, all down the like giant halls.
0: <laughs> I'm imagining a ghostly Hannah laying on the deck of a cruise ship, be like, I'm getting my ghost tan. <laughs> can't you see I'm two shades of white darker? I can't I can't tan
1: in my living life, you know.
0: <laughs> You're like, so that's your unfinished business. You're like, I just want a fucking tan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my
1: unfinished business is never
0: having had a tan. Yeah. <laughs> Societal stances of beauty tell me I must have a tan. A <laughs> hundred years ago, I would have been a model. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or Kendall, what would your unfinished biz- business be?
0: My unfinished biz would be getting famous. Mm-hmm. And so you would see ghostly Kindle just like popping into panels and interrupting talk shows. And <laughs> they would probably edit me out of most movies. Let's be honest. But you know, all the live shit where they oh, only yeah. have three seconds to try and catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they can arrest me. It's like, you can't hold me, bitch. <laughs> I just whoosh. You can't hold out me. Your arms. <laughs> I can take off my ghostly clothes and streak through the stadium if I want to, and you can't do shit about it. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that will be my ghostly bizz. <laughs> streaking. Um, <laughs> streaking. <laughs> like none of y'all got to enjoy my naked form in life, but sure as heck, all y'all will enjoy my beauty in death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see that.
0: I mean no I mean good for
1: everyone else. Good for everyone else, but no, I'm I'm alright.
0: You can just close your eyes. We don't have to be weird about each other's naked bodies, Hannah. It doesn't (laughs) have to be sexual. Okay. It's actually it was one of the biggest things to adjust to in Asian culture. Uh, was the whole everybody just as long as you have the same bits, you all bathe together and Mm -hmm. like my wife being like, yeah, of course I know what my mom looks like naked. I'm like, ah, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to know what your There's mom... Something weird about it. And now the problem is, is I kind of know what my mother-in-law looks like naked, too. Because uh. it's a thing. You go to the gym together. And I did my best. I did my best, Hannah. <laughs> to, like, avert the eyes. But it's, it's like... <sighs> You're just walking around the bathhouse and you look to the left and it's like, oh shit, there's my mother-in-law. Well, well, there, there Mm -hmm. we are. There, there we are. Forever in your brain. It's done. (laughs) Forever. Yeah. And meanwhile, my wife is right there like, oh yeah, she's scrubbing my back. You want her to scrub your back too? Nope. 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 Nope.
1: Nope. 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 (laughs) Nope. 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 Nope.
0: And I'm out. <laughs> Adios. I don't care if everybody else in here sees me naked. I do not want my mother-in-law to see me make naked. But it has made me think, like, who else? Who who else is that strong line of no? I would never, ever, ever. And I think most people I could get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. My mother-in-law. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird line. I just can't cross. <laughs> but you know what line we can cross?
1: The Supernatural one?
0: Well, hold on. I do want to give... I know we do a spoiler at the beginning. Not a spoiler. A spoiler warning. At the beginning of every episode. I kind of want to give a little, little, itty-bitty additional extra spoiler warning here. Because, my friends, if you, just for whatever reason, were like, Hey, Supernatural, it's a thing. I get into things via podcast things, and this is the episode thing that I'm starting off with. Uh, one, thank you. And two, we, we, we really do spoil everything. We even pre-spoil things mm-hmm. and. We're the spoilers. Post-spoil things, and. It's just, it's, it, this is an all-inclusive show. Um, <laughs> and all-exclusive show. Uh, this is an episode, and I think you would agree, Hannah, that it's great because the first time, they do, like, twist and a twist and a twist, and then the second time, you can see things from a whole different angle, but really, if you haven't seen this episode before, you really ought to go watch this episode before we talk about it, because it just, they do interesting things yeah, with it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's all unexpected or, woo, out of nowhere. I mean, it's, I mean, it, come on, it's supernatural. It's pretty predictable. <laughs> but, <laughs> even with that being said, go watch... Before you listen to us, Season 2, Episode 16, Roadkill. Hannah, hit me with that recap! We see
1: Bobby saying that a storm is coming, and that's only relevant because of all the rain in this episode. Then, saving family, hunting
2: <laughs> business, the
1: things. All the things. We get shots of all sorts of monsters we've come across. When Dingo, the clown, clips of the boys talking about what their job actually is. And that's it. It's a great recap. It was a pretty good recap. I mean, Bobby saying that there's a storm, storm coming. coming. I, no idea what that had to do with That had song. nothing to do with this episode, except that, you know, it's raining. <laughs> mild It literally storm.
0: just made me th- it <laughs> uh, a sprinkle storm if you will. Uh, it really just made me think that all they wanted to do was remind you about Bobby's incompetence in the beginning to set you up for but he's gonna be great at his job in the mm-hmm. future because this whole, like, you're in the middle of a shitstorm, boys, made me even more curious about why he didn't arm them up with, like, Amulets and yeah. information about demons yeah. and shit like that in the first place. Because yeah. I was thinking I didn't know
1: how regular Bobby was gonna become. <laughs> so he could be that incompetent as a one-off character, but once he became a regular, he had to be more okay. on
0: the shit. Okay, but uh Hannah, at the beginning of this season, they spent like the first two or three episodes at Bobby's getting baby fixed. Mm-hmm. Right? and so yes they were grieving but you know what's great for grieving focusing on a new task mm-hmm. that new task being hey boys remember that demon and how you're all wrapped up in demon shit maybe i could give you some like tools on how to protect yourself from demons yeah you got a good demon point. 101 i'm just saying i love the guy I think he was probably being a little too respectful of their space and doing that thing we all do where we think, oh, there'll be time in the future until Sam gets all invaded by the non-gendered or uh, unspecified being that goes by Meg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, Dean killing the zombie in the recap, it just looked like he was straight up murdering a chick. Yeah, it did. It really did. (laughs) Well, enough of that stupid recap business that we all love to trash on. <laughs> Our episodes begin, and it's a car on the highway. But ooh, it's not the boys. Oh no, it's a couple. And we hear, "This is a house." No, let me start it. We hear, "There is a house in the woods." and if you don't know that song by The Animals, just GTFO. Seriously. Um, and it's playing on the radio. It's setting the mood. It's beautiful. It's raining. The husband's looking at the map going derp to derp to derp. I definitely know how to do shortcuts. (laughs) And the wife named Molly is like, we've legit been lost for five years. Uh, one year ago, we passed a gas station. Why don't we just go back there and get directions? And he's like, no, I've totally got this. And she's like, you are stuck in the stone ages. My dude. And he does the whole, you know, no, 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 just watch. This next sign is going to be highway flippity-flop. And they come up to it, and it's like Highway Gerald. And she's like, really? Really? You're so good at this.
1: No VZ navigator for this And it's all kind of joking guy. and
0: loving and back and forth on the blah. But then it kind of hits that point where she's like, no, really, I'm tired of being lost. This is our anniversary. I just want to be... Doing romantic things, not being stuck in a car for hours on end because nobody fucking enjoys that. Anyways, before we get into all the sad stuff, Hannah. Yes. I see here that you have just made your big sis so happy and you did research on the highway they're on. Yeah. Because it seems here that you say that they're on Highway 41, which is in Nevada. Yes. Which would make sense if they were planning to go to Lake Tahoe. I didn't realize Nevada had, or Nevada, 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 had wooded spots like that. Hmm. And then you say that there's even, more specifically, a 41... I.O. I.O. North Highway in McDermott, Nevada? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. right, because I wanted to see
1: if there really was a Highway 41 in Nevada. And, yeah, there is, but it's Highway 41... I O North Highway.
0: Oh, yeah. all right.
1: And that is in McDermott. Well,
0: will add that to the road trip. Yeah. Okay, which is definitely a real place. Definitely. Look at you, look at you. I was thinking that there wasn't a place in this episode, and you're just like, nope, Big sis, I gotcha. Yeah, because later
1: on, when you. they're looking at a newspaper, it said Nevada at the top, but also Super Wiki said it was Nevada. I didn't catch the <gasps> newspaper until later.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're so good. I'm so good. Alright, well, Wifey's sad because she's stuck in the car. And she's like, I love you. And if I had to be stuck in the car with anybody, it'd be you. But we're in this bad situation because you won't just listen to me like a grown-up. And so he's like oh here i'm sorry let me love on you make you happy and he starts kissing on her and she's like no we're driving and he's like oh but kissy kissy and she's like no seriously i got off the back and he sees a man on the road and he's like oh my god Molly, stop and she screams she swerves she's off the road and she's into the trees
2: mm-hmm.
0: can i just say real quick david do not husband <laughs> I'm, I, lo- I I do enjoy the relationship. They seem very happy together. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like a very real dynamic. Makes me so glad I'm gay. <laughs> just, just so glad. Everything about him, I was, like, ready to just jump out of the car myself.
1: Like, do not mess with the driver on a rainy night, or ever, because you will get into a wreck. Like, you should not be distracting yeah. your driver. And under any circumstances. And don't that bullheadedness
0: it's, is just built into your genes. Yeah. Asshole. I mean, he's a great guy. Great guy. But, fucking asshole. Well, Molly wakes up and her car is totaled and David is missing. And I have to wonder that for half a second she's wondering, like, fuck this bitch walk off too. Where he? <laughs> so she goes out searching for him and she comes up on this house and she goes inside and it's a freaky looking place. There's blood, there's knives, it's terrible. And she sees a guy in the corner and then he starts to turn and she's like, Oh, you're the dude from earlier. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Do you need to call anybody? Which, ugh, how does this guy turn around every year and hear this and still hate her so much? I mean, I get it, but I... yeah. Anyways, and he turns around and his guts are spilling out. And his face turns all demonic, scary, blah. And she runs off screaming into our title cut.
1: Supernatural! Um... Molly McNamara is played by Tricia Helfer, who played Cylon number six in Battlestar Galactica. So say we all. And she played Sonya okay. Blade in Mortal Kombat. And she plays Lucifer's right. mom, Charlotte, on the show's Lucifer.
0: I mean, yes, yeah, su- this season of Supernatural was 14 years ago, so. Yeah.
1: Hi. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, David McNamara is played by Dan Gauthier. I think that's how you say it. He played Sam Lavelle in Star Trek Next Gen. Uh, Chip hey, Matthews. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, he played Chip Matthews in Friends and Craig Wilson in Charmed. Now, of course, these actors have been in other things. I just picked, you know, a few that people would know or I knew.
0: <laughs> Sorry, BRB. I got to figure out which who is Sam Lavelle in Next Gen.
1: Uh, If you just look up Dan Gauthier, it's his, they're they're the first few pictures. It's what he's most known for. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, it's that guy! That's him? Yep. You're welcome. That's one of the most famous episodes of Star Trek, Lower Decks. I would never have recognized him. Hey, you even mentioned that episode Oh my gosh. Episode of Say that one more time?
1: Uh, you've mentioned the lower episodes deck before. Lower deck episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a fave. It's a like it well-known. Yes. Well, Hannah, now that I know who he really is, I'm 120% more invested in his character. <laughs> okay. Let's continue on Molly's with this episode running. so we can figure out what happens to David.
1: Oh, we're going to find
0: out. We'll get to it. We're going to fucking find out. Where is David? I just need to see David.
1: (laughs) Molly is running through the woods now until she finds the road and a car's coming. She runs to the middle of the road and stops the car, which is the Impala, with the boys inside. Of course. I mean, who else would be inside Mm -hmm. the Impala except the boys? And
0: Zane going, oh shit! (laughs) And again, I just want the HBO version of the show. I yeah. want foul mouth, full frontal, tattooed, cracked out Dean.
1: <laughs> oh gosh.
0: Yeah. I want worse Dean. Worst I want Dean. Demon Dean. Yes. Demon Dean with a heart of gold.
1: <laughs> Demon Dean with a heart of gold. Yep. 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 She screams, you gotta help me, and then slaps on Sam's window. He's like, alright, alright, calm down, tell us everything, but wait for us to get out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they all get out of the car.
0: Literally put a pin in it, because we all know the best conversations happen while leaning against the Impala.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Molly recaps for them everything we just saw, swerve, crash, David missing, man from the road, here, Dean cuts in, asking if the man looked like he lost a fight with a lawnmower, which earns him a bitch face from Sam, but Molly says yes. Sam then asks her name and tells her they should get her out of here, but she won't leave without David. Sam insists, but it's not working. She convinces them to take her back to her car, where she thinks David might have gone back to.
0: Hannah, you know, the whole time Sam and Dean are giving each other looks up, I don't know, do you know? I don't know, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but someone has to know here. <laughs> Nobody knows.
1: Nobody knows. They get to the side of the crash, but there is no car. Molly is confused and tells the boys she's sure this is where it was. As Molly walks closer to where her car isn't, the boys the have a gone. conversation. <laughs> I could have sworn I was here. I wasn't yeah, drinking, me, I promise.
0: Let me walk closer. Maybe it was just further off that way. I mean, it was only a two-ton car. <laughs> it yeah. could have rolled over. <laughs> Car! Are you there? Car! (laughs) But the boys are whispering. Yeah. Are they whispering sweet nothings? No.
2: Okay. Hilarious.
1: (laughs) Sam says they need to get out of here before Greeley, the man from the road, comes back. Dean asks what Sam's going to tell her and Sam shrugs. The truth, I guess. Which Dean says will send her running. Molly chimes in then, saying she knows it sounds crazy, but she's sure she crashed here and to please believe her. Please. did you, you have, have to believe, believe me. Sam says they believe her, but they need to get her out of here. She said she doesn't know anyone that could have taken the car because it was totaled, and she still needs to find David. So she needs the cops. Dean thinks that's a great idea and tells her they'll take her to the cops. Molly says okay, and they get in the car.
0: Why do they need to get out before Greeley shows up?
1: Uh... Because even at this point, they can see that he's the bad one. But
0: they don't know that. There's rumors of a woman being chased. Yeah, there's rumors. But they don't know what he's going to do. They haven't even seen the little hut of horrors yet. But, I mean, Sam, at the very least, wants to protect her.
1: And she says she's being chased, so he wants to protect her from whatever's chasing her. Because he's too
0: precious for this world. I think this was a misplaced line put there on purpose by the writers... To try and fool the viewers a little bit longer Mm -hmm. into thinking that they were on a hunt specifically for Greeley. Right. And she just happens to be a passerby in the way.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: I think they could have done it better in a way that wasn't so like, huh? Why are you scared of Greeley? You know nothing about Greeley except he died. That's... Anyways, alright, alright, I'll move on. I'll let it go. Okay. So they all drive off one big, happy, dysfunctional family. Dean, Sam, baby, Molly. And Molly's just kind of grieving her lost holiday. And then she's really sad because... They were fighting, and oh my god, what if you're a jerk is the last thing I said to him? And the boys share a significant glance of, yeah, that's, that would be rough. Man. Jeez. Which, I think, that if that had been mine and my wife's last moments, she would have never thought that I didn't love her, that my last words to her were, you're a jerk. You know? Mm -hmm. She would have heard me laughing, she would have seen my smile, she would have known that by me saying you're such a jerk is being like, I love you. You know? Mm -hmm. I think I think trauma is making her take things a little too seriously. Like, come on, Miley, Molly, lighten up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Miley, Molly, what's the
0: difference? (laughs) (laughs) She's just being Molly. (laughs) Um now, they were going to Lake Tahoe. And they're in McDermott right now. Possibly McDermott. Then, according to your geography, they're about four hours away from Tahoe, which would make sense. Yeah. If my
1: geography is yeah. correct, but it's probably not.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Molly Cyrus is be like, uh, oh, being stuck in the car. It's so rough, but I still hate myself. And Sam is like, ha ha ha. <laughs> I know no, how that, that goes. goes. And it's, such wincest fodder in Hannah. It's starting to get to the point where I'm like, every episode is wincest fodder. What's a slash fan? As in... They, they say shit. Sam slash Dean. Uh, yeah. They say dumb shit. together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be construed like in that way. Together
2: together? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And again, I'm...
2: They do know we're brothers, right? Doesn't seem to matter.
0: Very easily construed be in be that way. Hannah. I am not turning to the wincest side at all. Mm-hmm. I am Destiel Till Death, okay? <laughs> but I get it. It's there. It. They're not imagining things. It's there. It's valid. I mean and you know what? For all we know, some person in the writing room was like, heh heh, hey. you know what girls like? They like boys on boys. And someone's like, They're brothers and he's like, they like boy brother sex even more. Heh <laughs> like Do they know they were brothers? Somebody. Somebody. I don't think they care. Somebody was thinking that. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So Sam turns around to, like, give sympathies and shit. Mostly shit. When there is a house in New Orleans. Comes on again. All right. Well, Dean's like, Sam, stop touching the fucking radio while I'm driving. When you get to drive once a year, that's when you get to choose the music. Right now, it's my time. It's my time. And he's like, I didn't touch it. And she's like, this is what was playing when I crashed. And then the, and they're like, oh, that's shit. That's spooky. And then the radio changes again. And you have a voice saying, she's mine. My little pretty. And they're all like, what the fuck? And then Dean sees Greeley sitting in the road. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to swerve now. Brace for that. And he's like, hold on. I'm going to run into him. And she's like, the fuck? You're just going to hit a dude? Uh, And, you know. And then she's weirded out because Dean's just like a determined face and Sam's got like, you know, leaning back, martini in one hand, cigarillo in the other, like, it's okay. It's this, we do this every day. You know, running ghost over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they, they run through the gr- really ghost and then the car stalls out and was like, no, baby. And Dean's like, well, looks like we can't get out of here. And everybody realizes that. This ghost has control over cars. Yeah, it does. It sure does. It's a car ghost.
1: Hmm. They get out of the car as Molly says this can't be happening. And Dean's like, it sure is. He and Sam open up the arsenal that is their trunk of holding. And when Molly sees this, she starts backing <laughs> away saying, thanks it all, but I've got to go. Like any sane person. She's the sanest
0: character we've ever had on this show.
1: Right? And Sam's like, wait, it wasn't a coincidence that we found you, because that makes this situation better. She's like, what yeah. do you mean it wasn't a coincidence? You
0: stalkers! Sometimes, even Sam's soft voice just isn't enough. It's okay. Uh uh-uh. Uh uh. She is not comforted
1: by the fact that it was a <laughs> coincidence, or not a coincidence. <laughs> we found you on purpose. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And Dean says, we weren't cruising for chicks, we were hunting. Hunting for what, Molly asks.
0: Hunting for honeys.
1: <laughs> and Dean says, ghosts. So, it's time to name. Name. That. Bats. Monster. Monster.
0: Ah! gonna have to get more and more creative with ghosts as time goes on i'm gonna have to find a fucking local ghost hunter in colorado and do an interview because there's only so far i can go with it's a ghost yes!
1: have if anybody has ideas about or their research, own ghost experiences
0: man what
1: a show <laughs>
0: that could be like it's own show <laughs> fuck that we are about supernatural the show all about it. But, yeah, no, I would love to do an interview. But, anyways, so this time I thought I would talk about salt. Hm Yes. Later on in this episode, Sam is like, yeah, salt is the simplest. And it just, like, fucking works. So, you know, la-da-da. Yeah. Do tell. And I was like, well, why? What? Why? Why is salt so good against ghosts? What? Why? Why all this then? All right. So, salt—it's super important in the whole wide world. Everybody loves it. Everybody needs it. It makes food taste good. It preserves meat. It lets you float in the water. It's an electrolyte for our bodies. It melts ice but keeps things cold and helps to make great ice cream. I mean, it's like—it's like the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who would want to live without salt? Not me. Not me. I mean, it's, if you love salt, it's probably the number one reason why you should only eat salt in, uh, 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 I want to say in ratio, but that's not the right In word. moderation? <laughs> in moderation, yes. <laughs> hey, in ratio works too, I'm just saying. Uh, in rations. But, <laughs> So that you, yeah, ration your salt so that you don't get heart diseases so that you can continue to have the salts later on in life. Neither here nor there. All right, it's great. But why is it used in religion? All right, let's go back in time. Salt. It's like a magical, magical thing. It just shows up out of water. It shows up on your skin when you sweat. It shows up on rocks and it tastes great. What the fuck is this thing? Also... (laughs) Um, I think it was, like, the Hittites Wikipedia said? Anyways, but I'm sure it wasn't just the Hittites. I think it was fucking everyone. You throw salt on a fire. It... I
1: was like, what kind of show are we talking?
0: I mean, that is our kind of show. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, even the hentais, Anna. Even the hentais could throw salt on a fire and go crackle, crackle, crackle. It's like magic, right? It was the fireworks before the fireworks. Right? Yeah. Um... You go back into, like, the ancient European times, and they would make offerings to their gods with salt and water. I guess at that point, it's just ocean water. But some people <laughs> think that this is where the origin of, like, the Christian holy water comes from. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? Cool. Um, And in the whole Aztec mythology, there's the fertility goddess, and she presides over salt and salt water. And, yeah. And let's see, where else? Uh, It's used in Hinduism for, like, housewarming and weddings. In Buddhism, specifically Mahayana Buddhism, it can ward off evil spirits. And when you're coming home from a funeral, you throw a pinch of salt over your shoulder to prevent evil spirits from entering the house. Cool. Nice. Um, There's a lot of mentions of salt in... The Hebrew Bible, i.e. the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of it's really negative, right? You got Lot's wife. She looked back at the butt sex place and got turned into salt. Sad day for everybody. Um, Somebody destroyed a city and they sewed salt on it, which is like putting a curse on it. Because, you know, here's the thing. Salt does destroy as well. It might be bad for things. And here, here, Hannah, is the little grain of why it's used to salt and burn bodies. Mm-hmm. Because you throw salt on some ground and it gets too salty, stuff's not gonna grow there anymore, right? Right. And also a way to like create new life is to burn off the dead, right? So like sometimes they'll when a forest fire happens, the firefighters will let the forest fire happen as long as it doesn't harm people because it kills off the undergrowth and lets new life come in. So you're salting, you're killing off and making something dead permanently, but then also burning to encourage new life. Ha, 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 ha. Salt and burn. Nice. Look, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Yeah. Um, let's continue with the Bible. Um, also in the Old Testament, we see, uh, Job and, he really liked salt. He was like, everything's better with salt. I don't know why all of my ancestors hated on salt. It's great. I love it. Um, and then Jesus came along. And Jesus was like, yeah, salt's amazing. My favorite people are the salt of the earth. Like, it's a humble herb that makes life the best. In Celtic consecration of stuff, you use salt. I don't know. Um, holy water, again, salt. Ah, in Judaism to mark the covenant between people and god you dip the sabbath bread in salt oh i wonder i wonder what the correlation is with like dipping the bread in salt in judaism and the mark of is it the mark of the covenant when you do um why do i want to call it concessions it's not concessions when you go up and you get the bread and you dip communion. it in the grape juice communion, communion. communion. Concessions. Out, I've,
1: I've been up. You know the snacks like, at
0: church. It's concessions. <laughs> the snacks at church. It's concession. You know. <laughs> Every time we go up for communion, and Susie's like, "Oh, you want to go get some?" Like, yeah, it's free food. Let's go get it. And she's like, "You're such a fucking heathen." <laughs> like... That's basically what communion is, right? It's God saying, hey, are you hungry? I'm going to feed you. And I'm sitting there in church like, yeah, God, I'm fucking hungry. Can I get some bread? Thanks, dude. And they always give it to me, and it's great. Um But, yeah, I, I wonder if you smart people out there, Judaism, Sabbath bread, salt, Christianity, communion, bread, wine. meh, 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 and last but not least in this very shallow dive into some salty waters in Wicca salt is the element earth like earth is salt, salt is earth yeah, you need one to live and it is used for cleansing an air of harmful and negative, you know, feelings and yeah and that concludes Name Name that that monster monster element name Funny, but...
1: Well, Molly says they're nuts, but Dean reminds her of the vanishing guy with his guts spilling out, you know, right there, that we went through with the car. And Sam starts to tell her about Jonah Greeley, a local farmer who died 15 years ago on this highway. Molly tells him to stop, but Sam continues, saying that one night a year, Greeley haunts this road, and they're here to stop him. Molly guesses that the ghost made her car disappear, too, and Dean says crazier things have happened... Molly says she's all full of crazy and is going to find the cops herself. Dean tells her he doesn't think she'll get too far, which almost sounds threatening, but he explains that Plan A was getting her out, but Greeley wasn't letting that happen. Molly's like, you're being serious, aren't you? And they're like, yeah, no shit. Sam says that every year Greeley finds someone to punish for his death, and tonight it's Molly. She's like, why me? I didn't do anything. And Sam says it doesn't matter that some spirits only see what they want. Molly now thinks that Greeley took her husband, and Sam says they're going to help. But first, they're going to need her help.
0: All right, well, she's on board. She's agreed to help. She takes them to the house that she found earlier. And Dean looks inside at this hellscape, and he's like, huh, a hunting man. Easy. And... Sam comes in last and he says, oh, there weren't any gravestones or head markers. And she's like, why are you looking for graves? And Dean's like, um, duh, so we can salt and burns the buns, stupid. And she has the appropriate reaction of like, oh, yes, of course, I should have thought of that. Me, a person who didn't know ghosts existed until five seconds ago. Yeah. And Sam is very helpful and he says... It helps get rid of ghosts. It's how we get rid of ghosts. And as long as it helps David, she doesn't care. And Sam says, it will help both of you. He doesn't say who. He just says both of you. If they can find the corpse. Trixie, Trixie, Sam. Nice with the wordplay. Love it. Appreciate it. Respect it. Mm-hmm. And they just have one problem. The wife. Ah, man. The wife. She collected the body after the accident, took him onto their thousand-acre wood, and buried him uh, somewhere. And at, and for some reason, this stat is the one that sells Molly, and she's like, oh, oh, you guys actually do this. <laughs> this is a real thing you do. <laughs> and... Dean lays down a quippy <laughs> line here about how they are the this Ghostbusters. This is really what you
2: guys do. You're like Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, minus the jump jumpsuits. Suits, which I call bullshit. These boys have worn jumpsuits on multiple occasions. Multiple. Oh yeah, that stuck out to me too. Yeah. And if you haven't Costumes. caught on just yet, dear listener, Dean is being really short and curt and rude with Molly. It's almost like he doesn't like her on principle for some reason. Um, and he continues to be bitchy. And he's like, come on, time's a ticking. Let's get moving. And so they all go outside to start looking for, I don't know, anything that looks like it might lead to a graveyard of some sort. And so Molly and Sam go off because Dean's like, I just can't be near her. She makes my skin crawl. And they're talking... Who really cares what they're talking about? Sam's ahead. She hears a voice. It sounds like David, and she goes off looking for David. When no, it's not David. It's Quirrelly, and he attacks her. And then Dean shows up to save the day, which is great. But he does that thing that irritates me, where he has to so- he has to say something smart before he shoots. <laughs> it wasn't even cool. He
1: cannot I- do a surprise attack. Cannot.
0: Uh, he-, he ruined the surprise attack, and and. Half the time, you're not even saying cool shit. Like, I think here he says something like, Oops. Whoops. I don't know. Shoot first, be cool later. Alright, so Gailie's gone, and she's all freaked out. and Sam finally shows up, and he's like, oh, what's going on? And Molly's like, that thing is an asshole. What did you do to my husband? Sam's like, it's okay. You're gonna see your husband again. We got this all covered. And Not freaked out, Dean has calmly noticed that there is a path. So, um, shall we follow the path? And this is where Molly's all... Um... Yeah?
1: Um, when Sam ran up, he was asking if Dean was okay. Like, he ran right past her and was like, are you okay? And I just wanted to point that out.
0: Because the dead person can't be hurt, so it's okay. That's all. (laughs) Oh... Well, Sam is taking the time to etchimacate this little ghostie. Because two seconds later, we see her saying, Oh, so salt dispels ghosts? How interesting! And Sam's like, yeah, it's why you throw it over your shoulder. And they continue on looking for something, like a graveyard.
1: They come up to a house, and Dean says,
0: You know, just once, I'd like to round the corner and see a nice house.
1: (laughs) This house isn't even locked. Sam and Molly just walk right in. Dean comes in a moment later, saying there's no gravestones outside. He tells Sam and Molly to check upstairs for clues while he looks downstairs. Upstairs, there are papers everywhere to look through. Molly finds a scrapbook of Greeley and his wife. There's a love letter to his wife inside that she says is beautiful. She asks Sam how a man like that could turn into such a monster. And Sam says that spirits can be like wounded animals lashing out from pain. That something keeps them there. Like remains or unfinished business, love or hate, whatever it is. They can't let go and they end up trapped here in a loop over and over. Molly says, it's almost like you feel sorry for them. And Sam's like, yeah, in a way, a lot of spirits were good. They just had something happen to them and they
0: couldn't control it. So, this was the conversation where I had an epiphany.
1: hmm Tell me.
0: Sam, maybe not now, but definitely as of season three, Sam and Dean are ghosts. I mean, really, if you think oh. about it, they died. Yeah. They had unfinished business being the family business. That they came back for. Mm-hmm. They refused to die. Despite kind of the world at large saying, hey, you, it's like, just die. And as the series gets on, they get more and more like feral and fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: is an interesting theory.
0: I mean, I'm not saying they're literal ghosts, but in terms of like themes and storytelling... I mean, that's... Yeah, they're very much like ghosts. Like, yeah, they're it, not
1: supposed to be here.
0: I almost wondered if this episode is actually... Like, if the writers were to look at the first five seasons and say, like, which episodes they thought were the most thematic, that this would be one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just because
0: it is all about the nature of ghosts and... The concrete rules of ghosts, and the boys have never been salted and burned.
1: Nope.
0: You know, um, the impala has never been salted and burned or completely destroyed, and they have, yeah, and they have the ultimate unfinished business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it kind of. Before the series has even really taken off, it's only season two, it's kind of already predicting a sad ending or an unsatisfactory ending. Because the only happy ending would be them being salted and burned and having a ghost death. And even, and I don't think we've really even addressed what a ghost death is. Do they then go on to heaven? Do they then go on to hell? We still don't know.
2: Mm -mm.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that... Because, like, when you're ferried off
1: by a Reaper, you know, there are destinations. But when you're salted and burned, no, we still don't know.
0: We still don't know. And I... And so, just in the context of season 15, and the whole series ending, this... I'm telling you, reviewing these early episodes really has a lot of good thematic overall tying up loose ends but it's really making me think about what we can expect out of the season 15 ending and now I'm thinking that it won't be so happy like how could it canonically be happy yeah I don't know food for thought that was my hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just threw a little salt on the wound you might say <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
2: <Aww>. yeah <laughs>
0: But continue. Dean
1: interrupts this moment by saying he doesn't agree with Sam. He doesn't like ghosts and won't make apologies for them.
0: Oh! Real quick, I almost forgot. Yeah. In this moment, he says, an insert clip here, of Jamie's Sam likes to get all J-Love J-Lo Hewitt with it. it. Things like mm-hmm. this. And her reaction is, oh, yeah. Because I went into Miss Hewitt's discography- or filmography whatever she didn't even hardly start acting to like 91 92 as like baby Jennifer Love Hewitt mm-hmm. and Ghost Whisper wasn't until 2003 so Molly Cyrus don't know nothing about no J Love Hewitt and she's probably thinking no, she oh doesn't. that is some new hip young thing <laughs> that I'm just not swag enough to know about <laughs> Yeah, Jay Hewitt the is was.
1: reference to Ghost Whisperer, and it's our third reference to her on the show. The first being in an Asylum, and the second being in My Time of Dying.
0: So all we've learned here is that Dean is a huge fan of Ghost Whisperer. He's got to be, yeah. He's—I mean, there's no other explanation, Hannah. No. Zero. But continue.
1: Dean says he didn't find anything downstairs and asked if they had any luck up here. Sam says they have all the receipts they could ask for, but nothing helpful yet. After looking for not even two seconds, Dean finds a secret door behind a secret desk and a secret room. The door is locked so he kicks once, no, he kicks twice, and yes, it opens. It's got my glutes.
0: Did you think of me in this moment? No. No, you didn't. It's okay. But I'm just going to point out, it's a running theme, that Mr. Ackles does not skip leg days, and he is so happy to kick down some motherfucking doors. Yes. (laughs) And yes, Dean is hyper-observant on little details like this. Mm -hmm. Sam might be like the analytical smart, but Dean is the intuitive secret hidey-hole. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's good at finding... Like, Sam would be the one that Sam could find the hole because he's looked at the layout of this place, and he's like, okay, so if they were to put a duct here, like there, and it would come down here, okay, there should be something here. Oh, yes, something here. Dean is more like, hey, I spot a crack where it shouldn't be. Huh, I wonder what this is. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Dean says it smells like old lady just before finding Miss Greeley's hanging body. So they know why she was never seen again. Molly comments that Mrs. Greeley didn't want to live without Mr. Greeley. Sam asks Dean for help in getting Mrs. Greeley's body down so they can put her to rest.
0: Dean doesn't really get it, but he helps her down. Dean is just grossed out about getting this old lady down. Yeah, he's so grossed out.
1: (laughs) And freaking Molly was not even freaked out by the dead body. I feel like she should have been a little more freaked out by seeing a dead body. Like, she was freaked out by their arsenal. I mean,
0: she definitely didn't want anybody to touch it. (laughs) (laughs) That's because the arsenal was a danger to her. Yeah, good point. Do you think on some levels she recognizes seeing this dead lady hanging before? And it's not quite as, as much of a shock to her? She's like, oh yeah, this old bitty? I mean, I feel like I know her. I'm just saying. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. You should see what my deja vu senses are telling me.
1: (laughs) As the boys are burying Mrs. Greeley, Molly asks what happens to ghosts after they get put to rest, and Dean says that the answer answer is is way beyond our pay grade. grade. Not for long. (laughs) She's like, you hunt these things, things, but you don't don't know where they go? And Dean says, well, they don't come back, and that's all I care about. Sam says after they let go, they just go. And he hopes someplace better, but they don't know.
0: They don't know nothing. They don't know. These silly boys, they don't know.
1: (laughs) They don't know. They don't know nothing. Molly asks what happens when they burn the bones. And Sam says that their dad used to say it was death for ghosts. But they still don't know for sure. He guesses that's why we all hold on to life so hard, even the dead. Because we're all scared of the unknown. Molly says, the only thing she's scared of is losing David, and she has to see him again. She has to. David! David!
0: Car! Car! Car? <laughs> oh, this whole episode is seriously therapy for ghosts. Yeah. I, I was wondering, because a couple episodes ago I was talking about that place out of Memphis that- does ghost counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam's pretty good at this. Like, maybe the boys should switch careers and go into ghost counseling. Yes. Some ghost therapy. Yes. I mean, you know, they. I would say it would make more money, but... It, they're good therapists and bad therapists. Sam's a good therapist because he's
1: all empathetic. And, like, Dean gives him that tough love. Like, we ain't got time for this.
0: Buck up. Let go. <laughs> Dean's all, suck it up. And Sam's all let it out Oh <laughs> 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 let it out and then suck it up <laughs> You know like like phlegm in a bad cold <laughs> <laughs> Like your sinusitis
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> uh, well Speaking of gross, dirty things, back in the house, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Molly is still like, damn, this is a really good love letter. Like, fuck, wish Dave had written me anything like this. Fucking asshole. <laughs> wish I could see him again. I'd tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam and Dean are having their traditional, uh, this case is serious powwow And Sam's like, we gotta tell her. Dean's like, we can't tell her. Oh, we gotta tell her. We can't tell her. And she's like, tell me what? Tell me about David. Tell me about my car. Where's David? Where's my car? (laughs) And, And before they can really tell her anything about what's going on, they hear, there is a house in New Orleans. And they're like, shh, shh, shh. Molly, stand next to this completely unprotected window. You'll be totally safe. Totally. I'll protect the front of you from the nasty, mean door that's icing over while Dean goes and checks out the jukebox that's not plugged into any power because this ghost controls cars and jukeboxes.
1: Wait, they really zoom into the fact that the radio isn't plugged up. But it doesn't Like, matter.
0: anybody's fucking surprised. I mean, even if it were plugged in, Hannah... What fucking electricity is this house getting? Yeah. Nobody's been paying for electricity here for ten years at least.
1: Yeah, it doesn't even matter that the wires were all frayed and there was no way it was getting electricity from the no electricity going to the house.
0: Yep, yep. But we've got to care that it's supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> well... About the time that Dean realizes that this jukebox with the electricity is super without electricity, he notices that the door, the window panes on the door fogging over and SHIT'S MINE is written on them. They're like, oh shit, it's getting real. And at this point, Greeley does a smash and grab and his, <laughs> his booty is molly. <laughs> and... The boys go running after her. And at this point Sam yells! He's got Molly! And I so wanted Snarky Dean to yell back Sweet, is he sharing? Yes! (laughs) I thought the same thing in character.
1: (laughs) She's got Molly! Can I have some?
0: Can I get some too? It's been a rough night. I could use a little pick-me-up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what happens. Instead, they just run outside and their hands are full and they do the whole awkward, my hands are full and I'm running. I can't steer this ship. My hands are full. And it's a great, it's comedy. Go watch it if you haven't seen it already. It's beautiful. Well, they don't find her. They give up with a quickness because, you know, they don't know where the other house is. And they go back inside and Sam's like we need to find Molly and he's like that would really improve my mood and but as far as the case goes you know ecstasy <sighs> <laughs> they have to find Greeley and oh my god we the sun's coming up so soon we only have i think 2 hours my sparty sense tell me well Sam, at this point, looks again at the same scrapbook that he's been looking at for, I don't know, six hours by now? hmm And now's where he realizes that there is a tree parked yawn where a tree was not before in 1992. Dean's like, oh, that was like two weeks before the accident. As if it mattered. And Hannah? Yeah? Hannah? Greeley died the year you were
1: born. I mean, he look died there, around when I was being consummated. You keep using that word. Uh,
2: I don't think it means what you think it means.
1: I don't think that's the word for it. Yeah. No. (laughs) He died when I was being conceived.
2: I almost had conceived again.
1: Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Because about nine months after that, I was being born. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No. we, We put it together by now. We understand. Yeah. We got it. And at this point, Sam is finally put together, Oh, trees, that was like an old country grave marker. And Dean's like, you're weird for doing all this shit. Which is dumb because Dean's in the same fucking business of death and monsters and supernatural. I just love that Sam agrees. (sighs) Dean's just in it for the chicks. Whereas Sam is like... He's "He's like, like, yeah, I know Dean. Yeah. Whereas Sam's like, I thought we were here to do a job and like part of doing a job is fucking knowing the job. Like Dean, why don't you know the job? Dean. And Dean's like, I'm too cool to hear your nerdy bullshit. Look at my muscles. Look at my legs. Do you see my legs? They cook down like six doors a day. I kick down monsters. I fucking killed a wendigo with my legs one time. That's how cool I am. I didn't need to know about trees to do that.
1: Okay. At the hunting cabin, we see Molly chained to the ceiling, asking where David is. Greeley says, don't worry about David. You should worry about yourself. Molly says she didn't do anything to him and that hurting her won't bring his wife back. Greeley says his wife is gone and hurting her is all he has left. As he scratches a deep cut into her chest, she cries out, and asks him to let her go, but he says she's never going to leave. We see Sam and Dean coming around the cabin. Sam tells Dean to get Molly while he digs up Greeley's body. (laughs) (laughs) Dean comes in and shoots Greeley with rock salt and he vanishes. Molly says, who's God? God. And Dean's like,
2: call me "Dean." Dean.
1: Greeley's a strong SOB, so he reappears behind Dean and scratches his face, then slams him up against the wall, knocking the gun from his hand. Dean yells, hurry up, Sam, as Greeley uses the force to grab a knife from the wall of knives. While Dean struggles with Greeley, Sam gets salt and gasoline on the corpse and sets it on fire, so
0: Greeley's ghost goes up too. This ghost went so slowly Mm -hmm. and so torturously. Mm -hmm. But it, it's no wonder that she's scared of moving on once she finds out she's a, a ghost because, fuck, if that was what I saw happening, I'd be like, no fucking way do I want that to be my fate. hmm No fucking way. Um. But so this scene really made concrete for me a theory about how these two ghosts are so different because we see... Well, one, let me just point out... At no point does she ever touch Dean and Sam. Uh Uh-uh. Not once. Like, they're very clear about making sure that they don't ever come into physical contact with each other. The closest is when she's sitting next to Sam and they, like, pass the book to each other. But that's the most. Yeah. But we saw, we saw in My Time of Dying that Dean had to go full Swayze to try to interact with something. And it wasn't easy, right? Right. Which he was a baby ghost. Alright, fine. Not full fledged. But we've seen that ghosts don't really interact with uh concrete items so well. You know, I'm thinking of like in Provenance, it wasn't a real switchblade razor that she was dealing with. It was a ghostly one. Uh, in Asylum, the ghosty guy wasn't really he does he was working with electricity, you know. I'm trying to think of any other ghost that uses a real knife, because when the ghost dies, the dagger he was working with falls to the ground and sticks to it. Like, it was a real fucking dagger. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is unusual, right? I'm not being crazy.
1: No, about the only thing... Like, she was able to pick up the scrapbook, and she was able to it's open the car door of the Impala.
0: And the door of the cottage. Yeah. Um, And you can't say that she has ghost powers because she's not even aware she's a ghost. Maybe her power comes from that she doesn't know she's a ghost so she doesn't know she shouldn't be able to interact with shit. But Dean was in the same situation. He didn't know he was a ghost and he wasn't able to interact with shit. Anyways. Um, my theory is twofold. One, because they only manifest once a year, their powers are concentrated because of that. Mm. My yeah. second theory My second theory is that Greeley keeps his memories from year to year, and this all started when he came to his ghostly form in, I guess, March of 93, and found his wife dead, and then was instantly like, I want to find, like, why is my wife dead, and went to go find her. And then, because he viscerally saw his wife hanging there, he was able to keep the memory and be aware each year after year.
1: I like this theory. I figured he yeah. kept his memories because he accepted that he was dead, but he was probably able to accept that he was dead only after accepting that his wife was dead.
0: Mm. And he wasn't—he uh, wasn't cremated. So maybe he had an extra tether. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he is around the whole year through and he has nothing to do but, like, hone and focus his abilities for that one night of a year when Molly manifests. hmm Yeah. And then her powers come from because, one, she doesn't know she's dead, and two, she only manifests once a year. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Those are really good theories. But it's all, it was just very interesting to me how... We've never really seen ghosts interact with physical objects. And I I can't really think, I mean, we'll keep an eye out for it for sure. But I'm having a hard time thinking of any time a ghost is like, oh, it's no big deal. Let me pick up this cup and hand it to you. Because if that were the case, ghosts could just live amongst us in their daily lives and not have a problem. The only
1: time I saw someone like nonchalant was when Bobby was dead and he was in that house full of ghosts. Mm-hmm. And there was that one guy teaching Bobby how to be a ghost, reluctantly. Yeah.
0: But, but you get, but you get what I'm saying, right? If yeah, ghosts it's not were able common. to interact. Yeah, and if ghosts were able to interact with people and daily objects and a and just uh
1: be the visible, casualty. I don't know
0: what the it's not apparate, but <laughs> but be able to appear and be visible and be physically present, then everybody would fucking be ghosts you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it was just a very unique situation that was happening here that I thought was worth taking a moment to digest. Oh, and maybe that's part of the reason why he burned off more slowly and torturously. Yeah, because he was so strong. Because he he had done nothing for the last 15 years but focus his powers, whereas I feel like other ghosts we've encountered so far had some kind of power or entity to keep them in check. Um, like, children playing with dead things. Um, and Provident, Provenance had something keeping them in check.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Baby Ghost Hands. I don't, I really think like the first five episodes shouldn't count. (laughs) But, uh, but Baby Mary and Ghost Hands both kind of had something keeping them in check. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But interesting, interesting ruminations. Yeah,
1: I appreciate but it. But let's
0: let's finish this episode.
1: They get back into the car, and Dean is so happy to see baby again. Sam's like, <laughs> "Okay, let's go, Molly." And she's like, "No, not until you tell me what happened to my husband. He's dead, isn't he?" <gasps> Sam, soft voice, "What her. happened to my
0: husband in my car? <laughs> car, David, car, David. <laughs> I called you a jerk. I'd hate to think what I called the car."
1: something worse something worse probably Uh, Sam soft voices her and is like (laughs) no actually he's alive and we'll take you to him oh and her
0: face goes to like tremulous relief yeah but it's almost like that I'm relieved but (sighs) like she feels something is still up you know Mm -hmm. and so she's relieved but she doesn't know quite yet to what extent she should be relieved Which, she's right. She's right. So they pull up to a house, and Sam's like, yo, your hot hubby from Next Generation Lower Decks, he's in there. And Molly, of course, is like, um, that's not my house. (laughs) What? What? What's going on? It sounds like you'll understand when you walk up and creep through the windows. And sure enough, there's David getting a very early morning coffee and a woman kissing him. Hi, baby. Good morning. And this is exactly why my wife is so paranoid about keeping the blinds and curtains closed at night. It's because of people like you, Molly. People like you make it so hard for the rest of us to have a little light in our lives. Well, Molly's like, Who's this bitch? Right. And Sam says <laughs> Um, why is some other lady smooching my suddenly way older husband?
1: That's not my husband. I mean he I, looks I know so trauma old. can age
0: a human. <laughs> <laughs> trauma just does thing to a man, Molly. It changes you. And Sam is now ready. He's got his soft voice on, he's ready for truth time. He's like
2: that's his wife.
0: wife. She's like, what? He's like, yeah, 15 years ago, you and David, on your way to your honeymoon, hit Jonah Greeley, and David survived. And Dean's like, yeah, it wasn't just just one one spirit spirit haunting haunting Highway Highway 41. 41, Whips his sunglasses off. It was two. two. (laughs) And she's like, but it's our anniversary. Like, that has fucking anything to do with fuck all. It was in 1992. And Dean pipes said, yeah, now it's 2007. Which, when did it become 2007 and nobody told us fucking anything? Well... I mean, I, I guess... I Um, they had New Year's. No. Uh, in,
1: uh... Houses of the Holy. That was no, right no, after New no, Year's. No, 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 you're right, you're
0: right. In Usual Suspects, they said it had been like a year... No and you should with me that said it was a year and some months since Jess's death, which means Oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm horrible at math. Wow. A year from some Jess's death would be two thousand six and some months would be two thousand seven.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: Kindle. Yeah. Wow. Math is
1: hard, isn't it?
0: <laughs> is there is there a math version of I do not think that word means what you think it means?
1: <laughs> I don't think that adds up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I don't think that adds up. You're right. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so it's been 2007 this whole time, and dumb fuck Kindle still thought it was 2006, because she's dumb as rocks. (laughs) Anyways, now we get flashbacks to the boys doing the case. They find the case, which, one... I want to know, was it Ellen who found this case for them and gave it to him because she's a generous goddess on this land? Or was Sam, like, channeling his inner John and he discovered this case? Because it's pretty sketch that, you know, 12 accidents over 15 years, only five of them fatal. I mean, it, 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 good research. And then you see them... Uh, and they, they kind of recount the whole case. And then you see them going to a library. Ha <laughs> ha. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. And looking through <laughs> new old newspaper slides. And they're seeing, oh, it was two people who died. And then you see them interviewing David, who is famous for being a member of Starfleet. And he's like, no, she was cremated. And then we see kind of everything leading up. To this moment, including her being like, you've got to help me. And Sam's like, the fuck? She don't know she's dead? Since when do ghosts not know they ghosts? And yeah. Oh, oh by the way, Hannah, mm-hmm. that whole sometimes spirits, Some spirits hold on gone. too tight. That version of Sam, that, that, now that for real. Folks, go back and oh, just yeah. watch that little clip of Sam saying, sometimes your spirit's holding on. That is changing channels. CSI whip the sunglasses off. Sometimes spirits just have to hold on. Right? Like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, back in the real timeline, Sam It's raining on is Sam, a- but not
1: Dean or Molly. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> they're high up, they're high up enough on the actor food chain that they get umbrellas. Uh Sam's like, yeah, I told you each year Greeley likes to punish someone for his death. And each year, with the sunglasses off. It's you. <laughs> and Molly's like, but I don't remember any of this. And Sam's like, yeah, bitch, I done told you. Ghosts only see what they want to see. You only remember what you want to remember. God, it's like I've been talking to my fireplace the whole time. <laughs> and she finally pieces it together. she's like, "Oh, I killed Greeley and me, but he doesn't see the fact that I died too. He just sees that he's dead, and therefore also his wife is dead. So in his mind, I killed two people. I killed three people, three people. and now he wants to torture me for life. They never really address the fact that Greeley's pissed and getting revenge for the fact that his wife died. and I feel like that's really crucial to the plot of this. And they never really, truly address that fact of it. It's always, oh, I killed Greeley and therefore he's pissed at me. No, no. You killed his wife. Indirectly.
1: Indirectly. But still.
0: still. Can't reason with a ghost. You can't reason with a ghost. No. Hannah, if you kill me and Susie dies because she's sad a month later, yeah, I'm going to hunt, haunt you and be like, I'm not mad that you killed me. I'm mad that because you killed me, my wife is now dead. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, now now you are a haunted with casserole. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah.
1: The sun is starting to rise now, and Molly is still taking all of this in. She asks why they didn't tell her at the beginning, and Dean says she wouldn't have believed them. And I mean, yeah, she was. She already thought they were crazy. Uh, she says yeah. they needed her for bait, and Sam's like, well... We needed you. (laughs) They don't deny it.
0: Maybe not bait, (laughs) but we definitely needed you. (laughs) I mean, potato patata, tomato tomato, (laughs) baby patata.
1: She wants to go talk to David, but Sam says they brought her here so she could move on. That David knows she loves him and is sorry. He says she wants to go see him. He knew...
0: He knew that you're such a jerk means I love you.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Sam says if she wants to go see him, they won't stop her, but Dean says you're just going to freak him out. Sam says that David has already said his goodbye, and now she has to. He tells her to let go of David, of everything, and she should move on. That she's suffered long enough, and it's time <laughs> to go. Yeah, just just accept that you're dead. Just accept it. <laughs> She walks away and disappears into a light of sunrise.
0: So, I believe the exact line Sam gives here is,
2: well, Molly, you, you don't, don't belong here. here.
0: Oh, yeah. And the second he says that, they cut to Dean. And Dean looks away and looks like down and away. In mm-hmm. such a likely thinking about how that line applies to him. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you don't belong here. Dean is feeling the the guilt for sure. I I'm starting to wonder mm-hmm. though if Dean shouldn't feel guilty because he John wasn't supposed and to John die. John made the choice. John, John made, that made choice. the choice. Dean wasn't. Yeah, and Dean wasn't technically dead, right? Right. It it would be it would be like if you were on uh if you support. were in a coma on the bed on life support. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what words mean anymore. And <laughs> what words? The only yeah, and the only thing keeping you between life and death was a kidney, right? And I only had one kidney mm-hmm. left, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna give my kidney." More like a pancreas, but all right, well, a pancreas ain't gonna put you. I guess it could put you in a coma. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, and I was like, I have one... Ki- I have... I regret that I have but one kidney to give for my sister. Right? And so I give you my kidney. Yeah, maybe you should have died. And I should have lived. But it was my choice to trade places with you. And that's exactly what happened here with uh, John and Dean. Now... Here's the shitty thing, is Dean only feels guilty for the John exchange. Dean hasn't really lost that much sleep for the jogger in the park who, without consent, lost her life in exchange for Dean's.
1: Yeah, he didn't really lose a lot of sleep over that, you're right. I mean, he was pretty pissed about it at first, but... So,
0: yes, yes, Dean shouldn't be here. But they keep making the big focal point, the deal John made for his life, instead of the Reaper. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I don't know. Like, that fucks with me a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I would lose more sleep about the random person who had no choice in the matter. Than um, a
1: loved one making a choice.
0: Yeah. Like, in that case, I would be like, oh, my parent loved me so much that they would give their whole life just for a hope that I would continue to live on and have a good life, you know, Mm -hmm. versus I was ready to die. I knew I was going to die. You know, it was my life choices that led me to me dying. And because of some bitches need for power, (laughs) a random person died so that I could live. And the worst part is, is that for a moment there, I was bought into it. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of the, the, I don't know. You shop at a place and deep down inside, you worry that the products you're buying are made in a sweatshop and like you don't want to be a part of it, but you worry that you are a part of it. And I, I'm just saying that I feel like Faith was the sweatshop of souls. Yeah. And, Dean is complicit now, and he's not really sweating that so much as the fact that his dad died. Very true. Very true. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'm. I've had a long day. I'm tired, and I'm. My brain is like going in supernatural circles.
1: Dean says she wasn't so bad for a ghost, and asks if Sam really thinks she's going to a better place. And Sam says he hopes so. Dean says they won't know until they take the plunge themselves and Sam says it doesn't matter that hope is the whole point Dean says okay let's hit the road and they do actually he calls him haley joel which is a reference to the little boy from the sixth sense who
0: could see and talk to ghosts yes he does
1: yeah and that's our I'm
0: episode. I'm really hoping that now dean like i'm hoping now that dean will stop being such an asshole to all things supernatural, eh. and especially, especially considering, hold, hold on, hold on, you have this episode where you have a person who became a coat a ghost, and wasn't mean, wasn't malicious, even sympathized with the person she accidentally killed, and was like, "Oh, this is a beautiful love letter," and was like tearing up, and like just so filled with human emotion still.
2: Mhm.
0: followed by a werewolf who doesn't even know she's a werewolf and is like a genuinely good kind person. Like I I really want to see after these this one two punch combo of the supernatural not being inherently evil. Yes. That we see Dean's attitude change. Cuz I know mm-hmm. in the future we will see Dean fighting for more so than Sam, really. Dean fighting for that the fact that not all supernatural is inherently evil. Yeah, we do, but. Not so much with angels. Dean never really loses his mistrust in angels. Castiel is like the one exception. And then that one thing with Anna, but that's only because she was a human. I don't know. I've, I've never been down with the, Dean. And only Anna. because she was in a female know. form.
1: Cassid chose a female vessel, Well, they would have no. been working a long time ago.
0: Wait. You think if Anna was in a dude's body, they would have been wanking a long time ago? No, if Cass
1: had been in a female vessel.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm just saying, writers are just cowards. <laughs> and it's probably not the writers. I'm sure the writers would be all for pushing the boundaries and doing brave, bold storytelling. And by brave, bold, I mean admitting that multiple sexualities exist. Mm-hmm. But it's showrunners and... Producers and people who spend the money who are like, yeah, network. We can make it gay-ish.
1: We can make it just gay enough for people to think they're gay
0: without them actually being gay. Because isn't that gay enough? I mean, come on. That's all you need, right? I mean, it's enough for me. I know they're in love. It's not enough for me. I'm very mad. It's been 30-something years. I I don't know how long I've been on this planet. In Azkaban. (laughs) Hannah. Yes, Kendall? I don't have a lot because I was just so wrapped up in this episode, but I do think we need to go talk some motherfucking things. By darkness. I don't have a lot of things either. Open your
1: eyes. Look
0: around. Some of them because I was just like, man, I need more themes. I know. Okay, I know. Same year, but can I just say real quick, mm-hmm. the themes I really jived with here, my my top three. These are just great and really were three points of discussion for us. Um, the supernatural not being inherently evil. Yeah, huge, I had, I had a good huge ghost. theme. <laughs> yeah, huge theme. Um, Dean and death and we'll have Sam and Death later but we're already getting like that early you know the continuing theme of Dean feeling like fuck I should be dead they give that ghost stuff later on mm-hmm. but but that i think is because of my newly discovered theme of the boys as similes for ghosts
2: mm-hmm.
0: like i i think that's a real theme to be watching out for when the boys choose to stay on Earth instead of following what would be considered the quote unquote natural path purely because they have unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And how every time they choose the unfinished business, it literally and figuratively fucks them up more and turns them more into the monsters that they fight.
1: Yeah. You either die the hero or live long, yeah. long enough to
0: see yourself become a monster. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. These boys are way past the heroic death. I mean, fuck, half the people who know about the quote unquote Winchesters are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is their great, far reaching network of hunters that they've built up in strength and power and knowledge? Dead. It doesn't really exist. They had to fucking import a whole bunch of people from a whole different fucking dimension to even have a network, and even that got fucked up because of what? Like, their hubris? I don't know. I'll take it back and watch season 13, 14 again. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that was me, like, just vomiting themes on you.
1: <laughs> I had a theme of library. A
0: library! It's been
1: sixteen episodes. <laughs> I a theme of saving things.
0: Wait, we're just leaving libraries already? It's been like five million years. Yeah, they were only You don't it for get to luxuriate in the moment. I I know. I was I was a little sad that we finally get a library again, and you don't even know it's a library unless you know libraries like you and I know libraries. Yeah, a modern a modern Gen Z. Is that what they call down? Gen Z. A Gen Z. Wouldn't recognize that as a library. Mm-mm. They might not even recognize a library. I don't know. They might not. Do kids... Do kids go to libraries anymore?
1: Yeah, some do. All right, all right,
0: all right. Sorry, what was your other theme again? I missed it.
1: Saving things. Saving things. Mm-hmm. Because the ghost is a thing and they saved it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay.
0: As opposed to killing things.
1: Hunting things, yeah.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> Hunting people, saving things, business family. Yeah, I, I already said good ghost. I also had bad ghost. Mm-hmm. I, had, <laughs> okay.
1: yeah, I had a cabin. You see cabins sometimes. Oh. And uh, my last theme was baby being messed with.
0: <laughs> we were really stretching, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's all I got. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I only had three more themes myself. Two of them having to do with Sam. You'll be proud. Ooh, I am proud. Um, one was Religious Sam. when Just because he gave that line of, you know, it's not faith if you don't have faith or whatever his line is. <laughs> uh, you have like you have to yeah, have like, hope. I don't know. Is the whole point. You gotta have faith. Um, uh, and then my other Sam theme was smart Sam because he knows about the Tris. He's like an, ex- encyclopedia, an encyclopedia and encyclopedia and look look, look good, of weirdness. Yeah. Although I think I could also do observant Dean because that boy observant. He notices the secret yeah. room behind the secret door behind the secret desk. <laughs> Um, and my final theme was he's a suitor. It's, it's Bonafide. He's a suitor. Goddamn yeah. paraphernalia. They do wear... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goddamn paraphernalia. Because they do interview uh Mar- Molly's Starfleet officer in suits. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Yes, they do. But yeah. Well, Hannah. Yes, I've on. had enough of these motherfucking themes on this motherfucking episode. Let's move on to what we hate.
1: Molly that much. We got more backstory on the bad ghost. More reason to care for him and his motives.
0: Not as much for Molly. Wow. Okay. 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 Back to the woman hating Hannah, I see. Yep. Wow. All right.
1: I'm sorry.
0: I didn't hate her. I just didn't
1: feel that emotional pull towards her and her character, her story. Okay. There was All more right. going okay. on with Jonah Greeley.
0: Um, I really struggled to find things to hate about this episode. I really enjoyed it overall. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were moments in talking this over with you where I was like, oh, this should be my hate. I really hated this. But now that we're done talking about it, I can't think of them anymore. <laughs> And I only have the thing that I was last minute like, oh, what did I, okay, I kind of didn't like this. So I guess I'll go back to that again. <laughs> Which is super lame, but it's okay. the inconsistency of when the boys are grossed out. Like, it, that was the one moment of the episode where I was... Really and truly taken out of it. Oh, I remember now. One of the things was why they were afraid of Greedly in the first place, and that weird slip up in writing for the writers. Like we've got to get out of here before Greedly shows up. Motherfucker, why? You know. So there was there was that, but Mm -hmm. so that took me out of the episode. And the only thing, only other thing that took me out of the episode was when suddenly Dean was like, "I don't want to touch the icky body." And Sam was like, we touch icky bodies all the time, no problem. When Sam, on multiple occasions, was like, I don't want to touch the icky body, you touch the icky body. He was like, ew. Yeah, so they, the people who write this show kind of pick and <laughs> choose for comedic effect when they want one or the other to be squicked out by dead bodies. And it's funny in the moment, but when you're watching it critically week after week after week like this, it starts to become kind of ridiculous. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) And, like, Sam, you got three inches away from a mauled-off limb and identified with, like, identified a a scale off the belly of an alligator, no problem. And just before that, you guys were, like, tossing a vampire head back and forth, like, no, you touch it, no, you touch it, (laughs) ugh! And... Look at its mouth. I don't want to look at its mouth. Ugh. Like, it's it's a weird thing to be irritated by, but the more we watch it, the more I'm like, it should be down to a science by now, right? Yeah. Dean should be squicked by the Dusty Dead, and Sam should be squicked by the Squishy Dead. We're...
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Yeah, Oops. I got you. Am I crazy? I okay. All right. Well, what did you love this episode?
1: I loved Dean in this episode because he could have been much more mean and dismissive to her, but he wasn't. I felt like he treated her like a person, even a person he didn't even like a person he didn't care about very much, but still like I felt like he treated her like a person he didn't like. I didn't feel like he was treating her like a thing. I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like he treated her like a person, even even a person he didn't
0: care for. And that's one of the reasons why at the beginning of this episode, I said that this is a great episode to Mm rewatch. Because coming into this, I knew she was dead, right? But if I hadn't known she was dead... I wouldn't have like, really you know, seen have Dean's see roughness. Yeah, yeah, it, but it wouldn't have been entirely out of place. You just have seen it like an impatient Dean or a Dean who doesn't enjoy having to haul around an innocent person, you know. Baby and stay. then on a the second, yeah, exactly. And then on a the second rewatch, you know, after you've kind of forgotten the bits and pieces, like I have, you don't remember that. David is alive and you're just thinking, "Oh, they just don't want to reveal that David's dead because all these years have passed or what have you?" Like they play the line so finely mm-hmm. that on a first watch, you can completely believe that she's alive up until you realize she isn't. Oh yeah. And on a I watched it four on a second times. Watch,
1: <laughs> I watched it four times the last couple of days.
0: I I only had time to watch it twice. But one I thoroughly enjoyed both watches. I have to say I enjoyed rewatching this more than I re-watch- enjoyed rewatching Tall Tales. Hmm. I felt like there was more meat to dig into this episode. And yeah, it wasn't as funny, but it was more engaging and more captivating moment to moment.
1: I mean, I I kind of did like getting to see the other side kind of. Mhm. Yeah, that was interesting.
0: And And something I would say about Tall Tales in in comparison to this one is Tall Tales had extra superfluous characters that you didn't have time to buy into, so you didn't enjoy their moments alone. Mm -hmm. Whereas you did have time to really only engage with Molly and Greeley, and so you were able to care about what happened to them. Yeah, But yeah, no, the Dean... The way Dean played it was beautiful because he was just mean enough to, if you think she's real, to buy into it. But once you know she's a ghost, you realize he's being bitchy because he doesn't like ghosts on principle. But then he doesn't want to ruin the case, so he's playing it nice as he can. But then by the end of it, he's willing to admit, and he has grown and changed over the course of this episode Mm -hmm. by saying, you know what? Maybe not all ghosts are horrible. Yeah. Good for him. No, that's a great... That's a great love. Tell me what you love. Yeah. My love... And I really, truly enjoyed this episode. I know it's not your... I know you skip it because it's not plot relevant, but mm-hmm. I loved that this, I think, is the first time that the boys aren't the focus of the plot. Oh, yeah. This... That's interesting. ...really was an episode all about Molly. And I disagree. I feel like we learned... A lot about Molly. Not so much in concrete details. But we got to know about this echo of a woman. Like it made sense to me that she wasn't fully fleshed out. And mentioning, oh I love to listen to this. And this is my favorite food. Or you know. I mean we didn't get and All we learned and extra and about because she's was an that echo. he was a hunter. Gotcha. But she's an echo. And so her fixation on finding her husband. Which would be completely in character if alive becomes even more so understandable when you understand that's her only connection and that's what she's holding on to. That's her unfinished, unfinished business. Like I feel like Molly as a character becomes so much more interesting once you do go back and rewatch and realize she's a ghost and you watch this person retain so much humanity and death and so much empathy and feeling Mm -hmm. in death, like, and still so much logic when she sees them open the trunk and she's like, oh, I'm not fucking with this. Like, that tells you so much about her, you know, she... Yeah, I do, I do have to say, I did
1: enjoy this episode. Like, like I said, I probably only watched it the once and then skipped it every other time. And then, Having watched it, you know, four times for this podcast, like, I definitely liked it more than I thought I did.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a well-done episode. And I think even more so because they took the time in this episode, I feel, to not to tell a supernatural story or be like, oh, we're going to focus on... They took the time here to tell a story, an interesting, like, uh, Outer Limits story uh Twilight Zone kind of story. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. And I think some of the episodes that stand out most to me throughout Supernatural are some of the ones that break the mold and that are different. I mean, think about how much we love that whole like the, the Ghost Facers episodes. Yes. How much we love the episode where the werewolves are making that documentary, you know? Yes. Yeah, those, Hannah, those are the Lower Decks episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. And, yeah, and, they, and they're great because you have this awesome world that you've built up and you're taking a moment to explore a side story set inside that world and seeing how it affects people who aren't the Winchesters, who aren't the officers of the flagship of the Starfleet. You know, (laughs) and you get a really nice nugget piece. You know, I would say I toe ice cube sized piece (laughs) of flavor in your mouth (laughs) that is just enough to make you not feel bogged down by the rest of the plot focused episodes of a series.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: So I loved it. All right. We loved the shit out of this episode yeah, in did. different, differently complimentary ways. Yes. Well, I hope we enjoyed the next episode half as much. So, why don't you clue us all in on what's coming up next time on Sisters Talk Brothers.
1: Next time on Sisters Talk Brothers, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 17, Heart A mauled body is found with its heart missing. The brothers know that means one thing: a werewolf. and tonight the moon is full. Can they save a lovely girl from being the next gruesome fatality? This synopsis was brought to us by Derful 85 on imdb.com. Thank you, Derful.
0: Thank you IMDB. Damn
1: Derful! That was a great Damn. synopsis. That was really good. It really it, it gives you it gives you a hint. it gives you a hint of what's going on. Wait, it leaves you want more oh, shit.
0: That might be the best synopsis we've ever read on this show. I think so. I mean, come, on, I, I love I love my Claudia Carvalho. I love my Amber Brooks, but damn derful, damn derful. Back at it again. All right. Um, you know what this is making me think, Hannah? What's it making you think, Kendall? We are so near the end of season two. I know. Like, it seems like just yesterday, the beginning of season two, been like, Oh my God, season three is so far away. And now we're like within spitting distance. Yeah. It's so close. Wow. All right. Um, heart. Wow. Uh, this is, this is one of those episodes that I think is a standout throughout the whole series. Season two has a lot of standouts. It really does. Really. Season two is a good season. Um, but this is the episode where Sam really starts to make some emotional recovery from his loss of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he never really does fully recover because you never truly stop loving your first love. No, you don't. But, but this is, I mean... It's no fucking wonder that Sam has issues falling in love after this. Oh, yeah. I mean, damn. I mean, that's all you really remember of this episode, like, right? After Jess,
1: for one, but then after Madison, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. man, what's a guy gotta do to get a break around yeah. here?
0: And, <sighs> I mean, I needed to go watch the episode to be sure, but I feel like he didn't have nearly as much lead up time with this, uh, lady. Her name, Madison? Madison. As he did with Sarah Blake?
1: No, 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 no. He, he he has more of emotional connection with Madison than he did Sarah Blake. He
0: likes Sarah Blake. Oh, I was just speaking in terms of... I was just speaking more in terms of time.
1: Oh, yeah. He definitely... He spent more time with Madison. Like, one-on-one. For sure. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, this is one of the stand-up episodes of season two. I mean, nobody can forbi- forget the crying heartbreak faced Sam. No one can forget the multiple games of Rock, Paper, Scissors. (laughs) Is this the one that this isn't the show that establishes Rock, Paper, Scissors but this is one of the ones that makes it truly famous because I think it was the second time. Mm -hmm. Oh. Alright Hannah, I guess let me go get another glass of wine and get prepared to dry my tears out. All of my tears out. All of them. I mean I've got like 23 left. And I guess, fuck! All twenty-three have to go for this one, and mm-hmm. I'll have no more, none left for Jess. I already spent a hundred and sixteen on her.
1: <sighs> yeah, Madison deserves Man. at least twenty-three tears. I mean,
0: she could have more, maybe. <laughs> you Just don't I, have. We were like three or three or. We <laughs> give yeah. you an IOU on tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Hannah, if people wanted to send you some extra tears to cry over Madison and Jess, where would they send those tears?
1: They would send me those tears on Tumblr at Jailbreak Fiend or Everything Overlord. That's my blog.
0: Oh, Demisha. On
1: Instagram, also Jailbreak Fiend, or the both of us on Tumblr at Sisters Talk Brothers. And where would all our fans' tears go if they wanted to send them to you, Kindle? Hell. <laughs> Okay,
0: you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, 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 If you want to cry to me about how much you love Madison and Jazz, it's okay. You can talk to me. You can find me on Tumblr at Kindle Abroad, K-I-N-D-L-E-A-B-R-O-A-D, or on Insta at Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. And if you wanted to just... Make a monsoon of tears all over both these sisters. You can send it to sisterstalkbrothers at jamale.com. So, tune in next week for more monsters, more brothers, and more sisters. Bye. Bye.
1: Your favorite.
0: sounded just about just about right (laughs) good enough i mean that should be the subtitle of this show good enough (laughs) (laughs) i just smacked i'm smacking i just smacked my phone because i got so mad at it for dinging at me Mm. oh my god stop dinging at me thank you I don't know why I think smacking my phone is going to make it do anything. They so get to the Nobody side of the crash, but there is the no Nobody knows the trouble car. I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. You're yeah, a beautiful you know? singer. <laughs> okay. Let it go. Let it go. You don't even like Dream that movie. Stop it. Run the show. No, but it's a good song. Not as yeah. good as How Far I'll Go from Moana.
1: True. Oh, I mean, if my geography is correct, but it's probably not correct. What is wrong with me? If my geography is yeah. correct, but it's probably not.
0: If my crackography. That when you write the notes, it's like 65, 70% all quotes. <laughs> You're like, and then he said this, and then he said <laughs> this, and then he said this. And then she and said that, really cool. and then he said this. <laughs> I don't know how I just else to so write. Bad. <laughs> oh, I love you It's like I'm performing to my fireplace right now Like oh fireplace You enjoy my good <laughs> Repertoire <laughs> Should I clap too? Yes 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 I live for the applause
1: <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down
0: Well that's Again that's all that matters Good enough Alright <laughs> again tagline for the show good enough
1: so it's me i'm the problem i mean, i
0: don't i don't know <laughs> aren't you always yes no shut up that was me trying to make a hell well it's hell reference yeah it didn't quite translate like i wanted it to It it didn't quite get
1: there, but
0: I love you. (laughs) Did you see where I was going with it, though? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's all that matters. I'm funny. I'm funny, and you You can't take that from me. You're funny, my dear sister. (laughs) I (laughs) think you're funny. But I mean, I think I'm funny, (sighs) and you. (laughs) Yeah? You are funny. Well, what are you going to do when I die about this show? You have to continue. Cry. Who would replace me?
1: No one can replace you, Kindle. I, I would try to do the show via Ouija board. Like, I would try that first. Mm.
0: That's right. Ouija board is our first option. I need
1: you to be more audible, Kindle. More audible. <laughs> Casserole love. <laughs> You're welcome.